What's up guys, welcome to today's money. Thank you for listening, I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, there's a link for that in the description. And if you wanna jump right into the podcast, skip the next 30 seconds of ad space. What's up everybody, welcome back. We've got an awesome episode for you today. Well, listen, you know, I started three episodes ago by saying it was awesome and then I took a break of it, but because it's Black Friday, I'm gonna say that today's episode is gonna be awesome because everything is 30% off. What's more awesome than 30% off? Well, I mean, I guess 40% off, but we don't do big sales like 40% off. 30 is the biggest that we've ever done. So yeah. can I use the word awesome today, Riley? Do I have your permission to start the episode with today's episode is going to be awesome? Mm, I'm feeling incredible. Whoa. Incredible. Yeah. Well, I guess because everything is on discount, that fits better. So today, the the gear, I'm pulling out the gray one. This is like a little throwback here. I haven't worn this one in a while. The gear the courses, the seminars, and of course the trading journals. Everything is 30% off, guys. I'll put links and information in the description to the video so you guys can check that out. It is our biggest sale of 2020, and it will be our last big sale of 2020, and I'm probably raising prices of everything on the education side in 2021. So take advantage. So I have a, I think a really good topic that touches on trading and a lot of the other stuff like the mindfulness and consciousness stuff that we talk about. It's going to be revolving around this idea of acceptance because I think that there's four, we talked about truths before in the universe, but these are like four trading mantras, four trading, like like if you had a 10 commandments of trading, this would be the top four that every trader has to accept these four things. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah, I got the. Fish. I wasn't even pre- prepped for this one. I'm I know. Just... <laughs> I, well, I intentionally didn't prep you because I figured you could just speak on it freely, and then I figured with the questions we'll get from Instagram Live. Oh yeah, so for everybody watching this on YouTube or listening to this wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on Instagram Live right now. So at the end of the episode, I'm going to go over to my Instagram and grab that, and we'll answer some questions from you guys. But if you don't follow me and Riley, our Instagrams are right down below. Make sure you follow us. We're blowing up. <laughs> one of us faster than the other, but that's okay. It's, it's a team funny effort. Because your hand is like in my. Film. I know it looks it's funny. Just like a random hand. <laughs> it's so funny. It looks funny in the edits too. It's like you see the arm come across, but only like, yeah. All right, let's go into it. So they're gonna all work together, of course, but I want to talk about two of them at a time, okay? In order to like separate this a little bit. So the first two things that I think every successful trader has accepted, or any, um trader on their journey looking to become more consistent and more successful has to accept are the first one is that they have to accept that sometimes I I wrote it as they have to be okay being right and not being in the move not being in the trade and at the same time they have to be okay with being wrong and also being in the move in that situation so you have to be okay being right and not being in the move and you have to accept being wrong, and being in the move. So you have to learn how to lose. That's my second point. My first point is you have to learn how to see a trade idea, see it develop, see it happen, see it go as you thought it would, and not uh, chase it, not attach yourself to it, and be okay with that. So let's talk about the first one because I think this is where a lot of people struggle. I kind of overheard your coaching call yesterday. The guy that you were speaking with, I feel like he is someone who's come through that a lot where he's, when he came to ASFX, we don't need to, we don't need to use his name, but when he came to ASFX, he was taking a lot of trades, a lot of different ideas, a lot of different strategies. Narrowing that down into the ASFX system, he's become better at generating ideas, letting those ideas be right, and then not having to trade them. Have you seen that a lot of traders struggle with that, or is that something more rare? I don't think a lot of traders have necessarily brought it up to me in one-on-ones, because it's also kind of individualistic of 
where exactly they are with that, but I could definitely see a lot of traders struggling with it just because, especially as a new trader, when you see something and then it ends up going in the direction that you thought. You want to be involved. Right. Then you, then it's like, well, shit, so did, like, I, did I miss it? Was I supposed to be in that? Like then it exactly. just creates a chaos of questions in their mind. Well then, cause what'll happen is take that a step further. Let's not just talk about the initial like, ow, that hurt kind of thing. Cause that's what <laughs> would happen. If you, if this happened, if you're not okay with letting a trade idea just be an idea and let it be right and you're okay with that and not mm -hmm. having to put money on it, if you're not, what ends up happening is you end up getting almost mad, frustrated, and you end up probably taking the next trade idea that you have, even if it's not an equivalent trade idea. You will automatically associate, oh, I was right on that last idea, so I'm going to be right on this idea. You might even overlook some of your checklist if you even have one like we do, right? Yeah. You'll overlook that because your bias will tell you you're right no matter what. You were right last time. Of course you're going to be right this time, bro. You know what I'm saying? So if you're, I guess it comes back to being attached to the outcome of the trade so much. If you're attached to this idea, like that's my GJ trade idea. I was right on it. I need that GJ long move. If you're so attached to it, it's going to be really hard to separate and be okay with. Look, like I did today on GJ, I knew it was probably going to move higher. It chopped for like two and a half hours in like a 10 or 15 pip range. And then it moved higher. I'm perfectly fine with watching that move higher come and me not being involved in it. Yeah. You have to be. You know well, what I'm saying? I feel like it makes sense if you're, I don't want to say consistently profitable necessarily, but just a consistent trader. It makes sense. You should be able to read the market and identify trend. Like You, you should, should be right. Right. Like but you, that still should mean that you don't have to be in all of those trades. Well, right. Because if you see something and it's not an exact signal, it's not a setup for you to be entering, but you still look at it and you're like, I really think this is going to go higher based on the parameters. And then it goes higher. Yes, you were right but you also were right to not be in it because the, there was no entry. There was right. no signal. Exactly. So you should be able to identify and read trend of which way you think it's going to be going. So for that first tip, that first thing of awareness that all traders need to have, that first piece of acceptance is that they have to accept this idea that not every trade idea you have, can you have money involved in it? And especially those trade ideas that are correct, you can't let that then turn around and make you chase another trade idea. So you have to just accept, like you said, that as a trader with a system, you should be generating more trades than I, you should be generating more ideas than trades and they should be more right than wrong if you're actually a good trader. Right. So and you, use it as markups. Like right. if it's an idea, not an actual setup, according to your playbook, if it's an idea, mark, mark it up. It, yeah. Mark it that up could be to a new still system. show that, you know, market structure that you're seeing everything. You're keeping your brain, your eyes, everything sharp. Like, oh, but you it, could be developing a new system that way too. Just yeah, finding, oh, absolutely. look at that. I see that before. I've seen that before. Oh, I've got 50 markups of this. I need to add this into my system. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's kind of just the repetition of practice, showing yourself that you can actually trust yourself to read the market. So when a setup does present, you feel confident to enter it. And I'm going to shamelessly plug, not so shamelessly, I guess I should say, the journals here too, because these trading journals so far from the people that have said it, not just telling me how nice the paper is and how pretty it and, and how helpful it's been, but also really how it's pulled out this idea of, okay, I can write down a trade idea, let it sit here, come back to my whole weeks of trade ideas and look at them and see what did that Monday idea have in common with Thursday or Wednesday? Where did yeah. we see patterns even within the system that we already have? Let's go to the second one because they do go together where you have to accept the idea of being wrong and being in the trade. You have to accept the idea that you're going to lose trades. I think that's like right underneath the first one. If you don't accept this, that you're going to lose trades, that you're going to be in it, it's going to look great and you're still going to lose some of them. I've lost A setups before. 
If you don't accept that, I think you're going to run yourself dry. Like you'll run yourself into, into the ground in frustration. It's the cost of doing business. Like there's really not many costs as a trader. Especially today. If you go back yeah. like 40 years ago, the costs of trading were so much higher. You had yeah. to know, not only the people that you had to know, right? But just the technology, it just wasn't what it is today. Right. It's so cheap. People bitch and moan to me about having to buy trading view. And I'm like, you should just be grateful. That's all you have to buy is trading. Like that's your only expense. That's your only expense. Right. Well, one of. But. Right. I mean, you're paying commissions on these right. trades, but they're so small with the Forex stuff because it's so competitive. The brokers have no chance of being expensive because then another broker will just run them out of business. Yeah. But I also feel like with that one, it's just having like the overall like step outside of the box and just realize in the reality we live in. If you genuinely think that you're never going to lose a trade and that that's possible, Bro. Wouldn't we have like million trillionaires everywhere? Exactly. Run. Yeah. Like, yeah. Did you kick that? I kicked the camera. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, do we have a ghost in here? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're 100% right. If yeah. You, like, everyone would be doing it and everybody would be. But like why then do people come into this business trying to, with this, again, we know the four agreements, you can't have expectations. But why do people <laughs> why do people come into this business not even like consciously? It is definitely a subconscious expectation that you will win all of your trades when you come into trading. Yeah, I think it's just the ego. Oh, if I just find this signal group, or if I just get with Austin, or if I just get with this group, I'm gonna win all my trades, and, and, bro. And I don't win I all mix my trades. This system, right? With this oh, that's system, the worst. That's and the this worst. one with this one, I can create the holy grail of systems. What? Right. Right. <laughs> so as. I think this one, we don't need to beat it into the bush. As it says, you need to just accept the idea that not every trade is going to be a winner. You're going yeah. to lose some beautiful trade setups. That's this business. I'm hitting everything today. Where I think successful trading is built in that situation is in how do you handle the loss? How is your risk management? What are you doing after that loss to learn from it and not repeat that if it was a mistake, not repeat it again? But if it's not, listen, like I said, there are situations where I have taken beautiful trades like I can think of one on Eurocad it was a while ago but I can still see it in my head <laughs> it's perfect it was a beautiful shift candle and I was like this is great and it stopped me out it presented a d1 entry after that and I ended up making the money back and I still finished profitable between the two trades but that was an a setup that didn't work it happens it's tough, life tough shit the third thing the third and fourth the last two this kind of goes in with the one that we were just talking about this one is you have to accept being right when the trade is actually working for you, when it's actually moving in the direction and you're in profit and you're actually making more money and more money, it's moving up or because you bought it and it's making, you know, it's gaining more for you. You have to learn how to accept that. I think a lot of guys that we've worked with, <coughs> Jerome, have had a hard time <laughs> accepting the fact that they're right yeah. and that they're making money and they're making more money than some people make. And those guys are out either digging ditches or being an attorney or being whatever, whatever other job you want to put in the other end of that sentence. People have a hard time accepting that they can make more money than most people from just clicking a button and staying disciplined with those clicks. Yeah. It's interesting. The fourth one. So that was being right, being like accepting the idea that you have to handle those wins as they come and not, I guess the main reason why I bring that up is because a lot of people, because of the disposition effect, as a winning trade happens, they're quick to get out of it. And as losers happen, they're quick. To, they're, they're not quick to get out of them. They hold on to them. That's called the disposition effect. We right. talked about it before. So I think you just have to be aware of this acceptance you have to have towards, hey, I'm going to have some trades and they're going to be fucking great and they're going to win and it's going to be awesome. And I'm going to lock my stop and I'm not going to lose any money and that's how it's going to be. So we all get into this business for that. I think it's like something you, you do need to put some attention on. Like all the work you're going to put into to then circle back and be like, oh, this is a great trade. How do I manage this correctly? I can't panic and get out of this thing too soon 
this is actually all I've been working for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, this is why you study. This right. is why you do markups. Right. So like, you know, I think in the morning, like meditating, having like the thinkitate where you're focused on one idea and one thing, like reminding yourself that you deserve that. Like you do, especially if you're following a system like we teach in our courses, you are going to put in a lot of work. Even if you take advantage of this big sale right now, which is a great 30% off sale, you're still going to need to put in the work, not just watching those videos, asking questions, putting in chart markups, putting your eyes on the chart to see the patterns for yourself. Yeah. So there's just a lot of... um work required that when it does come time to be rewarded for that work you need to accept it and be good at that and on a little side tangent with that that I also was talking about in my one-on-one yesterday is people that get into this market and think that they don't have to put in the work and I feel like we have society to blame for that because we we live in a world where everybody just wants a quick fix they want a pill to fix everything oh you want to lose weight what pill can I take oh we should make that a pill to make you a good trader we could just sell (laughs) sugar pills and people would buy it for sure for sure (laughs) sugar pills that'll make you a great trader and make your dick longer I guess that really wouldn't work for the girls like Lindsay wouldn't need that but you know what I'm saying I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, if you have I'd, no dick, I'd you could grow it. a dick. I'd take it. Or a tail. You could choose dick or tail. Pick. I want a tail. I know you want the tail. So I we, want we'll a tail. All right. We anyway, got... back on track. Yeah. But yeah, people, they think that they don't actually have to put in the work of like, oh, well, if I brought, if I buy this course and it's a profitable system, it should just work for me. I shouldn't actually have to Come, come in in October longer. and let me know how that works for you. Right. When we have four good trades in a whole month and you'll be like, bro, Austin Silver, his, his courses are a scam. They suck people will like have that short-term approach to it. You know what I'm saying? But on the contrary, there are people like I can think of somebody who they take like, I'll just Jack, Mm -hmm. you know, he started with ASFX and I think it was within like three weeks. Crushing it. He was finding consistency and profitability. So it's not to say that if you buy a profitable course or whatever that you you can learn in a short, yeah, you can, but it requires work. Jack works hard. Right. Like no joke. If you put in the work, yeah, you could have it within three weeks. You 100%. could have it like there, there's not really a time limit to that, but emphasis on the work. You ready for my last point of acceptance? So just to recap, I think like that's why we need the drum roll in here. Don't we have a drum roll? Nope. I always... nah. Nope, no drum roll. Sorry, everybody. Um, Just to recap the three, you have to accept being right and not being in the move. Just seeing the trade happen as you thought it would and then going back and learning from that and not chasing another trade because of that, right? Just sticking to the rules that generated that idea. Number two, you have to be okay with being wrong and being in the move, accepting losses. It's just a cost of business. Number three, you have to accept being right when it's working. Like you took a great trade and now you need to manage this properly with stop loss, moving that up and taking profit as it moves. You need to approach it with that mindset of bag the wins. That's what everybody screws up in trading. They try to leave their stop loss and leave their take profit and they go up 2R and then they end up losing. If you just take profits and move your stop loss up, people will talk and comment and say shit. You want, you're leaving money on the table. Right, but I'm still here. I'm trading. This is what I do full time. Like this is my business. Blue is blue. Blue is blue. I'm bagging money. Yeah, you can say whatever you want, but what are you doing full time? Probably not trading. No disrespect. It's just the truth. So bagging wins is a big piece of it. And then the fourth one, ready? Being wrong, you have to accept being wrong on a trade idea. You think GJ is going to go up and it comes down and you have to be okay with not being in that trade too. Now that sounds really easy. Like it's, of course I'm fine with being wrong and not being in it. Right. But you have to accept that you were wrong and that you were not in it. You can't just overlook it. Like you almost bought GJ and ends up coming down and you don't even go back to look at why did you almost buy that today? 
you need to assess this fourth one a lot. So it takes acceptance to say, hey, I was wrong and it didn't work out and I wasn't in it. What can I learn from that? You can't just whitewash those, overlook those, because it will come back, not so much come back to hurt you, but it'll slow down your growth. Whereas if you would just confront those trades, what could have been better about it? Why did I almost go the opposite direction on it? What do I need to do next time to do better? That's three good questions you could ask yourself when you reevaluate those trades. Yeah, I feel like with all four of those things, the commonality commonality between them all, like you said at first, is acceptance, but it's also reflection. It's like not only do you have to accept to kind of keep yourself at a homeostasis so you don't get super emotional, but then you have to go back, well, what did I learn from this? Even if I was right, you still got to mark it up. Like you still have to learn something 100%. from it and pull something out of it. You can't just, oh, I was right. I was right, wrong. Like, right. No, accept whatever it is in the moment. Try not to let it affect you emotionally too much and learn from it. Pick out the lessons from it. I think this is why people relate trading. How much time you got on that camera? About nine minutes. Okay. I think people like confuse a lot of different things, a lot of different aspects of trading. But one of them, like you said, it's deeper than acceptance. It's like the self-growth that you have to go through to become a good trader makes you realize how strong you actually are within yourself. And when you have that inner strength, these things I think become more a part of like your everyday understanding, not something that you have to go out of your way to accept. So the reason I worded it like go accept them is because whether you're super self-aware, like we like to think we are and still growing, but super aware or you're not, you should still be able to go direct to yourself and say, am I actually accepting the idea that I need to generate trade ideas and not be in all of them? Am I accepting of the idea that some of my trades are going to be losers and I need to learn from them and not marry them and not give back more than I need to. And at the same time, accept that some of my trades are going to be great and winners and I'm going to make a a lot of money and I need to know how to manage that so I can be consistent in that. So I think it's like directly going at the acceptance. What helped you accept all of that? Well, I think it's something I'm still working on, especially the part about the winning trades. But because I move my stop loss pretty quickly once I'm up into profit and I'm not losing any trades, what's the big hump now to accept, kind of, not really that big, is not taking all of the move. GJ moves 160 pips in two days. I only caught 45. Old Austin would be mad at that, and I'd be trying to figure out how to get all 200 or whatever I said. Now it's just a little different. I want to lead by example. I'm also not in survival mode anymore, which I'm grateful for. So if I get 40 and I'm not losing any money, and I can be an example to say to other people, this is the best I've ever traded, and this is how I feel the best. I'm acting the best, performing the best then I can lead by example and other people will be confident to do that too. Because nobody has been confident in front of me. Very few people have been confident in front of me. So it's like the hump is accepting that I'm not going to catch all of every move. And what makes it easy to do that is because I'm leading the charge in that idea. Do you want to do those questions or do you want to pause the camera? Or? Yeah. Pause. So if you're this far in, if you're this far in. If they can hear you. you're this far in, we appreciate you a lot because now you get to see what we do in life. (laughs) I wonder if people like watching videos that are more like professional looking. Or like this, where it's like raw. Well, I can't make it more professional looking. 
So. <laughs> I don't mean look, but like in the way that some people like would not have just kept that in there about like, oh, you want to turn the camera off, restart it? Like, what do you want to do? So a lot of people saying ASFX is the gang, gang, gang. <laughs> a lot of people saying what's we up. We are not a gang. We're not a gang. Um, a lot of people just saying like Benji got his journal today. Ryan got his... A lot of people get in the journal. People saying they respect the journal, they respect the hustle. Sound is not good. They couldn't hear some points. That was one person that said that. <laughs> Someone said, sugar pills will mentally deal with the people who think they fail a lot. <laughs> I love this. You guys doing this every night. No. So a lot of, there are a couple of people saying, are we going to be doing these lives more often? No. This is just a one time <laughs> thing. Are you still live right now? Yeah. I'm just reading through it right now. We have a couple of questions in here. Um, what indicators do we use most for intraday trading? Don't know if you guys are scalpers or swingers. Hmm. We're not swingers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we could talk about the indicators for a second because that second question right here, someone's saying for day trading, what indicators do you recommend? Um, so for what we do, we use the EMAs, which are just exponential moving averages, and then the TDI. TDI is not mine. The EMAs are not mine. They're public indicators. Anybody can use them. They're on TradingView. They're on most platforms. I can email them to you if you need it from MetaTrader. It's very easy to get that. Um, the reason we use those indicators, I guess to give more context, is the EMAs are gathering data from price. The TDI is gathering data from volume to build the relative strength index. That's one piece of the TDI. Then you apply moving averages to the TDI, which is not gathering data from price. It's gathering data from volume. So if you can confirm what you're seeing in the information you've gathered from volume with the information you're gathering from price, you're putting probabilities in your favor. I hope that that makes sense. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody else gives a really clean, short answer to it like that. And I'm hoping that I can start to give people clarity on why I'm a big believer in technical indicators. Because people talk shit. Think about red lights. It's like the simple example that came to my mind. Yeah. What tells you if you can go through a red light? A green light. The indicator that the light is green. Yeah. What also tells you that you're safe to go through the light? The indicator that the car is coming in the opposite direction are stopped. Mm -hmm. You use the confluence of those two indicators to know that, yep, I can push on the gas and go go through this red light. Not a bad example. I'll give you a 6 out of 10. Or green light, not red light. Give you a 6 out of 10 for that one. Like something simple like that where it's like you need multiple confluences. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. To know how to proceed. Right. And I think in that situation too, you could um, you could talk about it with the cars and say like the red light on the other end of the intersection does not guarantee that a car won't come flying through and fuck you up. Right. And you That's could still be in an accident. You yeah. could still lose a trade. But more often than not, the indicators, the traffic lights, they're going to help you out. Yeah. Yeah. And again, the systems that we trade, it's not based on an indicator crossover or anything like that. But even without indicators, how would I read divergence? And I have proof and it's not even just me, study divergence. Like people throughout history have shown that a divergence between strength in the currency or asset and price, a divergence of the two, meaning one is moving in the opposite direction of other, one is up, one is down. That is a great trading opportunity, at least potentially for some people, if you know how to identify it. So it's like if without indicators, you would never be able to diverge against anything because you're just looking at price. I never understood the guys that just trade candles, naked formations and all that shit. One of the best traders of all time that I know, Peter Brandt, he said that through his what 40-something years of st- statistical study, the symmetrical triangle is the least profitable technical pattern. Do you know what I see everybody fucking drawing? Symmetrical triangles. 
riddle me that. What I see everybody doing, one of the greatest traders ever tells me that it, that is the least profitable signal. That basically sums up trading for you right there. That's Pretty why much. most people lose money. Yeah. How important is market structure? It's a decent question. I respect your systematic approach. Admire your work. Thank you, bro. Signals, no. Don't do signals. No, no, no. Bad. <laughs> How important is market structure? So this is why we still use price action, why I'm not just trading off indicator crossovers. Because if you have structure within price, I think especially in Forex, it makes a lot of sense. Because if we know that robots and like algorithms are controlling what's moving price, and that's based on interest rate decisions that the bank makes. So banks will make decisions about where they need interest rates to be. That will then dictate where the currency is going in the future. And it won't move in a straight line, of course. It moves in waves. But that's why currencies traditionally are trending. So the structure of the market is basically the trend of the market. And if you're identifying breakouts or pullbacks within any asset or any tradable instrument, understanding where you fit in that structure is a huge piece of it. So I feel like that's another reason why our systems are such a big hit because people are able to see this is the structure, this is the trend based on the technical indicators that we just talked about. Now, where's my entry within that overall trend? We don't have people coming in and buying the same pair and selling that same pair in the same day. It doesn't happen with ASFX. Very, very rarely. You'll go D1 into D2. That's not happening every day. Yeah. More often, people are coming in. Everybody knows we're trying to buy this one today. Who's finding the best risk-reward setup there? But you know that, what I mean? That goes back to one of your four things we were talking about earlier. I don't remember which number it was, but about being able to read the direction of the market. Like, yeah. Of course, you're going to be right. You should have an <laughs> idea of how to read the market yeah, right. and, read the, and read the structure. Yeah, so this is cool. I'm glad we threw in a little couple of questions here hopefully everybody on instagram enjoyed it we'll wrap that up right there uh, we don't need to post that on my page because this video is going to go live on youtube and hopefully everybody will go watch and support the youtube, the YouTube channel. world yeah so if you watch this far through a nice little 30 minute video for you enjoy black friday i know you're probably out shopping or doing something fun but just to remind you guys everything on our store is 30 percent off right now it's not going to last long so take advantage. The journals, the gear, the courses, the seminars, everything is 30% off. Links are going to be in the description to this video so you guys can find out more information on that. And we just really appreciate the support going into the holidays. Riley and I have a couple of fun videos planned for you guys that I know you're going to love. And like I said, we just really appreciate the attention, the support, the love that you guys always show, not to the products even, just here on YouTube. I think last video we had more than ever before of people commenting the secret word, which I almost just said, but I can't do that because they got to watch that video do it. <laughs> You got anything else for us? We should wear Santa hats in one episode. Okay. Do we have two? We have three. We should get Santa onesies. Okay. Okay. I love Christmas. I know. Keyword? Christmas. Already? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it is November. Yeah. Oh, who cares? Keyword Christmas. Yep. If you've watched this far in the video, comment down below Christmas so that we know who all of our loyal watchers are. Dennis. <laughs> always Dennis I can name a few Ricardo but, but Dennis always comes to mind Jack David yeah a couple we love you guys so enjoy the Black Friday sale everybody even you know surprise Chloe someone who I don't talk to very often not the Chloe that we know from Philly the other Chloe who lives down in the Caribbean she grabbed the divergence course today I was proud of her nice taking a big step yeah yep. next level yep so everybody enjoy the sale I hope it helps I hope it motivates you to get off the fence it's not going to last long. So check the link in the description because once it's over, I'm taking the links out, but this video will stay live. So. And prices, like we're 99% sure that we're going to be raising prices come 2021 on some products. So Very grateful to be able to do that. I yeah. think most businesses are like, how do I make this to I, so I can sell more of it? And I'm like, I don't need to sell more of it. I want it to be priced appropriately. Right. Yeah. Because I think if you spend $200 on something, you're quick to throw it away. You spend 50 bucks on something, it don't mean shit to you. 
But if you come in and you spend a couple hundred dollars with ASFX, you're going to take it really seriously. Yeah. And you'll be rewarded with it, too. That's the best thing is that I feel confident that, look, yeah, I might ask for some some bread here. But you'll be rewarded with it. This isn't a one-sided transaction. I wouldn't be out here doing these videos with you, putting our name out there, putting our business out there every fucking day if I didn't think that people were actually going to get value out of it. Right. And that's just naturally the, who... Oh, my God. Even the DM today where the guy was like, I basically stole your course because I got it from a buddy of mine, but now I want to come and pay you and be a part of the group. Yeah. Like that just sums up what we do right there. There's so much value that even people that steal from us end up coming back and wanting <laughs> to pay us. So, well, also because you just naturally, well, we both naturally just kind of underestimate ourselves, our value. So, didn't really price it appropriately. <laughs> we'll fix that. Yeah. But thanks, everybody. Christmas is the key word. We appreciate you being here. If you enjoyed today's different video, but still trading applicable, comment below which of the four pieces that we discussed today you're working on accepting the most. Make sure you give us a thumbs up. You got anything else? I'm changing the code word. So if, for all those people that comment Christmas clearly didn't watch this far. Oh. The code word's actually going to be Thanksgiving because I realized that not everybody <laughs> celebrates Thanksgiving and they don't all know what that is. So. So if you don't know what Thanksgiving is, Google it. Thanks to Riley. Google it and comment Thanksgiving. That's our secret word for the day, everybody. <laughs> As you can tell, the end of the episode always gets a little funny. But again, we appreciate you. Enjoy the Black Friday sale. Subscribe if you found value and give us a thumbs up as well. We'll see you guys in the next video. Adios. Thank you for listening to Today's Money. If you want to check out the video that goes along with this episode, there's a link in the show notes. Now make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss any future episodes. And if there's anything that I can do to help you along your trading journey, please reach out to me. My contact info is in the description as well. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in the next episode.